Welcome to Chatsunami. I've been a gamer for as long as I can remember, my earliest memories of which being by my brother's sides, watching them play the NES and Mega Drive respectively. It was only a matter of time before I too would fall into the world of gaming with a franchise that I'm sure requires no introduction, Pokemon. I still remember sitting in the living room that day, ripping away the wrapping paper to reveal a brand new copy of Pokemon Yellow, and despite its aged graphics and gameplay, it still holds a special place in my heart. But unfortunately, the torrents of time kept flowing, and as I grew older, so too did my taste in gaming. Pokemon moved from being an all-consuming interest of mine to something that was relegated to a memory, nothing more than part of my childhood. And as I transitioned into adulthood, I would eventually return to the world of Pokemon games every so often, but with each iteration after Pokemon Black and White, something changed. Pokemon had become something that was harder to recognise with each new game. The games of the 3D era felt hollow, like a former shell of what they once were. Was it because I was getting older? After all, as the biggest media franchise in the world, Pokemon's core demographic of children is one they would not dare risk alienating to appeal to older fans. And while we did joke about this in our Living in the Pokemon World episode, I felt that the games had lost their edge. At their core, Pokemon is a monster hunting RPG directed towards children, yet always took the safer approach. As our audience grew older, Pokemon became the Peter Pan of gaming and chose not to grow up with little changes to their core gameplay. That's not to say there still hasn't been some nods to older Pokemon fans, but overall the media appears to be rightfully aimed at the audience that will garner them both money and attention. But with this fame came other series promising a similar thrill of adventure with monsters at your side, from playing cards and digital devices to even spinning tops. And while not the first nor the last of its genre, there was one entry in 2023 that caught my eye in passing. I remember vaguely seeing a trailer of a red-headed woman pointing her cassette player towards a creature, transforming herself into a ghostly-looking sheep to fight off the attacking monster. As crazy as that image sounds, it certainly piqued my curiosity. But over time, the announcement trailer went to the back of my mind, dismissing it more as just another Pokemon clone. It wasn't until recently that I saw it pop up again in Game Pass, recalling vague memories of what I had seen, and decided to give it a shot. And what I found was something far greater than I could have ever hoped for. Its name? Cassette Beast. Before I go on, I just want to preface that I went into this game completely blind. And while I'll try to keep my spoilers to a minimum, I would highly encourage anyone who hasn't played this game to pause this episode and, well, go play it. Because as much of a spoiler as this is for the episode itself, I genuinely believe that you will love this game. But without any further ado, let's talk about why Cassette Beasts is worth looking at within the wider conversation of Pokemon. Developed by UK developers Byton Studio and published by Raw Fury, the game revolves around the plight of the player, waking up to the world of New World, with quite possibly the most British goal I have ever heard in a video game, to find a working train station to take them home. 
But unfortunately, the player soon realises that the island is overrun by a myriad of creatures great and small, who are more than capable of taking out unprepared travellers. The only means of defending oneself is by using a cassette player to transform into the very monsters that are trying to kill them. After being rescued, the player must discover the secrets lurking in the heart of New World, with the help of a colourful cast of characters. Right off the bat, I was instantly mesmerised by just how great this game looks. His pixel art is something that, as a person who grew up with games of a similar style, gave me a cosy feeling of nostalgia that I didn't quite expect. While there is a combination of pixel art and 3D models, the developers utilise this blend perfectly, and it makes me want to explore the world of New World further. I never felt bored as I travelled the land, allowing myself to get swept up in the adventure aspect as I had no idea what would come next. This is made better when you gain access to the overworld abilities by recording certain monsters, significantly opening up the way you can traverse the landscape. Before I go on to the story of this game, I must address the Dawn fan in this room, that being the fact that at first glance, some may regard this as just another Pokemon clone, and at a very basic level, one could draw similarities to the two games. Like many RPGs before it, the game uses elements such as turn-based combat and type matchups to determine what moves are effective, but beyond that, Cassette Beast places its own unique spin on the monster catching genre by utilising more complex mechanics that pretty much change the way you combat your opponents. Not only are there more types such as plastic, beast and glitter to name a few, but even some type matchups will have secondary effects. For example, in the case of fire types, using them on air types will create a barrier of wind due to an updraft, while using a fire move on a plastic type will melt it, thereby turning it into a poison type. It's little details like these that flesh out the identity of the game, further shown by the sheer roster of moves that each creature can learn. Beyond Pokemon's strict limit of four, and with the ability to eventually fuse your monsters together, the strategies are endless. I must admit, in the early hours of playing this game, I found myself using the age-old strategy of using moves that hit hardest, but once you learn about the mechanics of the game, then New World doesn't stand a chance. Even Cassette Beast's shiny system, to borrow a phrase from its competitor, where you catch variants of the creatures, is handled really well. In the game, you'll come across bootleg creatures which, other than being a fantastic name, changes the type of the variant monster, thereby becoming more practical than just a palette swapped sprite. Nothing says fear like a traffic crab that's just doused itself in glitter, ready to throw down. But beyond the visuals, I must commend the stellar soundtrack, composed by Joel Bayliss and featuring the vocal talents of Shelby Harvey. The instruments alone are fantastic, from luring you into a sense of security as you rest in the town's cafe, to the more up-tempo tracks which play as you fight for your life against the creatures, but the game cleverly weaves in the vocals at particular moments, transforming songs like Same Old Story and Where We Are Now into impactful ones. If you haven't heard them by now, then check out Joel Bayliss on YouTube, could not recommend this music enough. 
While I wouldn't say the story is usually something that I would think about being a highlight in a monster catching game, there's something quite endearing about the way Cassette Beast tackles it. As stated before, you're a stranger in a far off land, desperate to return home. Your only choice is to throw yourself into the madness of New World in hopes of returning to your old life. But unlike other games, you soon grow attached to your new home, as well as the partners you meet along the way. The game also allows you to boost your relationship with your companions in a way that provides in-game benefits such as more powerful fusions, making it worthwhile to pay attention to them. Over time you also learn about their backstories, their hopes and dreams, culminating in a finale to each story that is, well, worth the trouble. And without spoiling it, some of them prove to be really entertaining and at times poignant. But despite the somewhat familiar and comfortable design of the cassette beasts themselves, this is followed up by the underlying threat of creatures called Archangels that serve as the game's boss fights. The first time I saw these things, they took me by surprise. As I said before, beyond the initial trailer, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, and when I fought my first Archangel, it left me with a feeling of unease. Unlike the other monsters that rely on 2D pixel art, the Archangels are a somewhat awkward 3D style that feel like they've been plucked from another game. And while normally I would question such a choice, it's this uneasiness that makes them seem unworldly and a true threat. Each one also comes with their own designs and motifs, making you want to learn more about where they came from. But above all else, Cassette Beast made me feel something that I haven't felt for a while. As silly as it may sound, as I get older, I find it difficult to capture that old feeling that made me enjoy games when I was younger. Initially I just chalked it down to getting older and relented to the fact that maybe I would never feel this way again about a game. After all, the gaming landscape has evolved beyond recognition and it can be easy to drift away from the thing that once played a significant part of my childhood growing up. Maybe it was the music or perhaps the familiarity of a pixelated world that gave me a sense of comfort. But regardless, Cassette Beast is a gem of its genre. The irony of a retro style game based off of cassette tapes of the 80s revitalising my interest in the genre isn't lost on me. After all, as a child of the 90s and early 2000s, I was born just at the right time to witness the monster catching trend explode in popularity thanks to titans such as Pokemon and Digimon. Truth be told, before New World, I found myself disillusioned with the monster catching genre, instead exploring other indie titles and more story-based games. But after being transported into the world of New World, I see now that the game is so much more than the initial impressions have given me. As of this episode, Pokemon clones, for lack of a better term, have been all over the internet recently, with the release of another game called Pal World, aka that Pokemon game with guns that you forgot about from 2020. But to call Cassette Beasts a clone does it a great disservice. While I do have my gripes about certain aspects of the game, such as broken combinations and some side quests that should have been main ones, I can't say that I would ever consider this a Pokemon clone. What's even more impressive is the somewhat maturity that it uses when handling certain story beats. I'm not going to pretend that there aren't some goofy elements that may seem melodramatic, but I was pleasantly surprised 
surprised overall. Each partner has a unique backstory, from their poor life choices to a desire to be the very best versions of themselves. It's a relatively universal feeling that we've all had at one point, and what's better is that it never seeks to water down their message, nor does it become gratuitous. I could spend hours discussing how much I love this game, but I plan to do a full episode with a friend of mine to give it the praise and attention that fully deserves. But for now, if you're still on the fence about this game and are into the genre, then pick it up now. Go support the devs because they have made an incredible game that I would rank highly in my list of favourite indie games. My comparisons to Cassette Beasts and Pokemon aren't to disparage either one, nor is it to criticise the respective fans. However, we can't deny that Pokemon has become a somewhat victim of its own success. While other games have been allowed to flourish with an abundance of creative control, Game Freak sits upon a throne of familiarity that has been stagnating for a while. Yet, it is not their goal to innovate as much as they used to. After all, a franchise as big as Pokemon will always do its best to hold on to relevance through the only way it knows. And while other games around it grow up, Pokemon will always be a series fueled by nostalgia and distant memories. But while Pokemon will never truly go away, we're lucky to have games like Cassette Beast that take up the torch to not only be inspired by them, but to create their own identity in the gaming landscape. So what did you think of Cassette Beast? Was it your top monster catching RPG of 2023? And which one of you caught a traffic crab? Feel free to reach out via our website, chatsanami.com, and let us know. But until then, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Chatsu Shorts, and as always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated. <laughs>